Light from Lantern presents Knit a Spell. I'm magical maker Katie Rempe. And I'm the maker of magic, James Devine. Join us as we stitch together the symbiotic relationship between crafting and the craft. Welcome back to yet another episode of Knit a Spell. Hey there, Jim. How's it going? It's great, Katie. So great to see you today. I'm looking forward to this week uh, covering a very crucial topic of grounding as we are re-entering society, life yeah. and just living and going back outside and seeing people in person and everything. <laughs> it's so timely. It's so timely this week. I've been having several conversations with people about how to deal now mm. that Things are getting into full swing and I'm around all these people and social engagements have started to ramp up again and travel and everything else. So I think this is a perfect, I mean, we've talked about this. It's such a perfect time to talk about grounding Mm -hmm. and centering, which is under the moniker, right, of Mm. spiritual hygiene. Absolutely. Yes. Another great uh, meditative process. Um, so what what is grounding exactly? You know, it's uh, kind of a popular buzzword, I think, in some areas. But um, what is it really, or at least what is it to you? Yeah. So um, grounding, to me, grounding is, well, I should say it's grounding and centering go together. Mm. Like that is one thing. Okay. Um, grounding and centering or as it's abbreviated as just grounding mm. is I believe foundational. It's fundamental. It's kind of like, and we say spiritual hygiene. I kind of think of it, Katie, as like the shower, like let's mm. take a shower, right? You know, you take a shower every day, every other day on the weekends, maybe. <laughs> right. Right. But if you're going to interact with people and be out in the world, pretty much people take a shower every day in our culture. Right. Yep. That it's kind of like that or brushing your teeth. Right. Mm twice a day. Like that's the type of thing like grounding is and centering is on that level Mm. of hygiene. And so that's why we liken it to this hygiene word. Mm. It's grounding and foundation. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, Mm -hmm. there you go. All right. Sorry. Continue. (laughs) Exactly. So the, so that connection between our foundation, what we're standing on and grounding is, um, is not a mistake. It's not by chance. Mm. Right. Yeah. So what is grounding? Grounding is Um, Cultivating a sense of connection and peace and awareness. It's getting back to our natural human, um, our natural human way. Our, Mm. it's getting back to our natural and inherent uh, human nature, Mm, like a more balanced state. I think what happens is you are naturally grounded and centered Mm. and our modern society pulls you out of that condition, right? Yep. As you're doom scrolling on your phone, Mm. as you're hassling with some bureaucratic nightmare, as you're putting up with the newly reappeared traffic on your commute to work. Oh (laughs) yeah. Trying to deal with just talking to a lot more people and how that's tiring you out. Yeah. Yeah. It's a a very uprooted feeling. That's a great point. We do. If you ever feel uprooted and Mm. isn't it funny that we use those terms as you just did, right? Yeah. (laughs) We even refer to people who are calm as 
in ways that are very earthy. We refer to them as like grounded or he's my rock or she's my foundation, right? Mm. So we refer to those grounding words. We use those grounding words to refer to things that are calm, cool, collected, right? Yeah. Gosh, even uh, you rock. (laughs) You rock. Yeah. Isn't it cool? So we cultivate the sense of calm, peace, connection, with everything, which is our natural state of being. Mm -hmm. And nobody in our culture, we're never really taught how to do that. Yeah. It wasn't like in in kindergarten, you were taught, keep your hands to yourself. Mm -hmm. Right. But you were never taught how to chill. Some kids were some, some very fortunate children were taught Maybe in a Montessori school or something. Right. Like yep. How to ground, right? Alternative mm. education. But in mainstream, we are not taught this. Right. Yeah. But Don't we deal do with your feelings time. at all, in fact. <laughs> right. Or your energy. That energy is mm. a real thing. Right. No, we're not going to acknowledge that. Mm. So what it how what it is is a sense, and it's it can be done in many ways. We do it in a few ways. When we eat food, if you like to eat food like I do. It is a grounding exercise. Mm. This is your body unconsciously sometimes needing to ground, needing to find calm. Notice after you eat something, if you're eating for out of a sense of anxiety or eating emotionally, you find a place of calm, Mm. peace, connection. Interesting. Right? Anything that we do that cultivates that is a grounding um, experience. Some One of the ways you can do it is take your socks and shoes off and walk out so that your bare feet are on the bare earth oh, or the grass. Yes, that's right? one of my favorites. You can put your hands on mm. the ground, you know. So being able to touch the real and living earth is a way that is very grounding. There's mm. some slight and emerging scientific evidence that there could be something beneficial that happens with human beings when they have physical skin to earth contact. Mm -hmm. Certainly we have beneficial human to human things that happen when we have skin to skin contact, right? Right. We have release of dopamine and oxytocin in our brains. Mm. We've identified a few of the neurotransmitters and things that happen. And some of those things happen when we touch the earth. Mm. So talk to a gardener. They'll tell you if they're a gardener. How many gardeners do you know who have said gardening is my church or this is yeah. my spiritual place? This is my meditation room or when I'm stressed, I go do this. Yeah. I mean, it. It makes sense because it is happening now. I mean, what is more grounding than being in the moment and just feeling grass? There's no reason you have to be feeling the grass, but you're there and it feels good and it's living. Yeah, there's something to really be said about just living in that moment if that's what helps you concentrate on it. That's great. Right. I And I would put out put forth, it helps all humans. Mm. It is a fundamental human experience to be grounded. Yeah. And we find ways to ground ourselves and we can do, we can ground consciously. We Mm. can ground instead of unconsciously grounding, we can say, this is going to be a grounding activity. And in some ways ritualize it and really connect with it and accept that. Right. Mm -hmm. One of the things that I realize 
is also very grounding is this, the scent of the soil, the scent of nature. When you Mm -hmm. open up that car door after your drive up to the mountains and you smell that pine air. Yes. I know exactly what you're talking about. Here's another Exhilarating. Yes. Yes. Mm. Right. You're grounded with this, with the earth that's there. Here's Mm. another one. You are digging in the garden and there's the smell of fresh soil. Mm. Yes. Squeezing it between your hands. Oh my God. Just, mm, yep. I love it. Or newly cut grass and the beautiful Mm. scent of that, right? Mm -hmm. And the third one, the third one I was thinking of is in the autumn time, there's that smell of the leaves decomposing that is quintessentially autumn. And Mm. you open the door and you walk outside and you take that smell. It smells like fall. Yeah. Have you 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 ever said that? Yeah. You You could taste it in the air. Yeah, I totally get it. Oh, it's delicious. All experiences of us embodying a grounded state. Mm, So I love that. Again, we are cultivating an experience of calm, Mm. peace, and connection between ourselves and all living beings and the earth itself. Mm. So That's the overview of grounding. Centering is being aware of this in your body. So instead of drifting out to be like, oh, I'm really grounded Mm -hmm. and you're, but you're really, your consciousness is down in the earth or up in the clouds somewhere, Mm -hmm. right? Centering gets you aware and in your actual physical body, just Mm -hmm. it's beautiful self in the here and now, right? Oh, Okay. So, so the grounding the part, would you say that's like the physical aspect? And then the centering is more of like the spiritual aspect, maybe, and them coming together? I think they're both, they both have aspects of both of those things. Sure. Grounding, yeah. I'm, hmm. what we are going to talk about today is a technique of grounding using visualization. Hmm. Where we are going to imagine that we're connected to the earth and imagine we're connected to the sky and then be in a physical, mindful state of of feeling our body. This is very much connected with mindfulness and there's mm-hmm. a ton of research on the scientific benef- scientific research and evidence around the benefits of mindfulness. Yes. Which is absolutely. a sense of being hi- very aware, peacefully and calmly aware of ourselves and what's happening around us. Oh, yes. It is a uh- totally key and completely easy to miss if you're not paying attention to it or um, sort of even told that it's available to you. Again, you just kind of get swept up in the world as it is, um, but it's a great tool. That's right. Mm -hmm. So we are going to, so grounding can happen in just like one minute. You Mm -hmm. can do it while you're sitting at your desk. You can do it by ducking into a restroom stall, you can do it sitting in your car. You can really anytime. Mm. And there, there is almost no, I'm sorry, I should say there are only a couple of situations that I can think of where being grounded is not beneficial. So Mm. what I'm saying is being grounded and having a state of being grounded is beneficial for almost all human activities and, and existence. Mm. The only times that we are not grounded are in extreme circumstances. So 
we will disassociate, we'll leave our bodies when we're in extraordinary pain as mm. a form of shock, like mm. as if we're in shock. So if I've just broken both of my legs in a terrible accident, I probably won't be grounded. I'll be out of my body mm. temporarily because it helps me um, either not feel the pain or to stay alive easier, oh. right? Never thought of that. Wow. Right? Okay. Great. Great example. But eventually I need to come back into my body in order for my body to continue living and to heal. Hmm. Mm. Wow. Okay. And some might say that being grounded would help me deal with it better. It is a natural human trait to unground when we're in extraordinary circumstances, right? But for mm -hmm. most of those, unless my life is actually threatened and there is a real reason for me to we call it disassociation, which is also the psychological term for like being ungrounded and you're not being in your body, mm. but coming back into your body is usually something that happens unconsciously and in circumstances that don't warrant it. Right. Mm. Like my boss is mad at me and I have to have a meeting with them and then I'm out of my body because it is a scary thing. Right? Oh, okay. So that's yep. a great time to come back in, be present, be connected, be at peace. Yep. It's so easy to have your mind just, I mean, me anyway, real at all the possibilities. It's like the blessing and curse of having a creative mind. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And we're in this Gemini, we're just exiting this Gemini eclipse season, mm. this Mercury in retrograde, this really amazing and challenging Gemini eclipse, um, Mercury retrograde, everything all at once season. Yeah. So grounding. This is why we're having this episode Yep. is, Hey, everybody, remember to ground. Yes. Because when your best self shows up, it uh, helps everyone else be their best self as well. Be the example you want to see in the world, right? Absolutely. Thanks, Gandhi. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime. <laughs> awesome. So, um, so what would be maybe like a quick little meditation that we could provide for people? There is a very quick meditation. And wherever you are as you're listening, you can mm. do this along with me and Katie right now. So if you want to take a moment to pause and to get things ready for a 30-second, 45-second visualization, you could totally do that right now. Okay. Welcome Pause back. Now. <laughs> so let's try it. Right. So what we're going to do is take three breaths. I'm going to outline it first for you. The first breath, we're going to breathe into our center. And we're going to feel our body. That's the inhale. The exhale, we're going to exhale down and imagine our pillar of light or our roots going down to the center of the earth and connecting profoundly with the earth. We're going to inhale right? So we've inhaled into center, exhaled down into the earth. Then we're going to inhale up into our bodies. Every time we inhale, we're inhaling into our bodies, right? Mm. So we're going to imagine we're connected to the earth and then inhale up from the earth, inhale that healing into our bodies. Then we're going to exhale, but this time we're exhaling up, mm. up into the sky, into the universe. And you can imagine branches, you can imagine a pillar of light, and you, we're going to connect profoundly with the universe and the wisdom of the universe. Then we're going to inhale down from the sky into the center of our bodies. And then finally exhale out from center. Mm -hmm. And so in those three breaths, we will have 
grounded and centered very quickly. Perfect. So I'll walk you through it and we're going to do it right now. All right, let's do it. All right. So first, just take a breath to expand your lungs and be ready. And now take a conscious inhale. And as you inhale, feel your body as you're seated or standing in whatever position you're feeling. And allow yourself then to exhale down into the earth. Imagine roots in a pillar of light with your exhale going easily down through the building and the earth into the center of the earth. And then inhale up from the earth. Inhale up and bring in healing and love and golden warm energy from the earth. And then exhale up to the sky. And imagine a pillar of lighter branches reaching out into the wisdom and the infinites of the universe. And then inhale down from the sky into your body. And you bring in that wisdom, bring in that beautiful possibilities. Feel your body, mix those energies, and then exhale and relax. Does the world seem a little bit quieter now? Mm. Is there a sense of calm? Is there a sense of connection? Mm. Yes, it feels, for me, clearer, brighter, just... (sighs) If that were the emotion, that's the emotion. It's like exhale. And I guess that's the grounding, right? You're sort of like releasing your bags a little bit, coming back into the moment, getting more perspective. It's as easy as that. Wonderful. Gosh. All right, everybody. Well, take this minute to enjoy your new headspace and we'll be right back after a short break. Pardon the interruption, but here's a special message from, well, us. Hey, Magical Makers. Are you looking for a fun summertime project? Try my No Sweat Mason Cozies, now available in two different sizes. You can save 50% on this pattern through July 31st by using the code KNITASPELL, that's all one word, on Ravelry at checkout. These beverage covers not only keep your hands dry, they're also a fun way to identify whose drink belongs to who. Cheers! Hey Jim, let's talk about a palm reading for a sec. Oh yeah, my favorite topic. So I don't think a lot of people necessarily think of getting a palm reading, Uh, but my palm reading with you was awesome and actually helped with a lot of preconceived notions that I had of the craft before now. You had preconceived notions about palmistry? What were they? Yeah. So, I mean, you know, I'm pretty literal. So I thought having a short lifeline might mean you have a short life. Right. And that a star on your palm is bad. (laughs) Oh, that's interesting. Both of those are common. You know, a short lifeline does not mean a short life. It actually means a life of uh, connection with the divine and learning and creating type of life. And a star in your palm is a sign of spiritual gift. Those are two things that are dispelled right away. I know there's a lot of things on the palm that people think are good or bad, right? There's nothing inherently negative in your palm. You can use all the tools, all the markings. They are associated with your strengths, your personality, and things you can use in your life. Absolutely. I really love that modern take on palmistry, and it actually really resonated in my reading. I think everyone would enjoy a reading from you. And dear listener, if you too would like a fantastic experience that offers insight, direction, and clarity, I highly suggest booking a session with my dear friend, James Divine, and you can find more information at thedivinedhand.com. 
Thanks for listening. Let's jump back into our episode. All right. Welcome back. Mm -hmm. What we just did was a four breath grounding meditation. Mm. One of the things that we did was be in our body. And we talked about that in that first segment. So Katie, as a professional knitter, mm-hmm. right? I think, and, and as I'm knitting, still new, by the right. way, my hands are cramping up. Like it's, they're not cramping up, but mm-hmm. oh man, I can only knit for a f- little while until I'm like, Ah, right. Yep. So if I want to be grounded, mm-hmm. talk about the the relationship between what we're talking about and knitting. So grounding can be equally beneficial in your knitting. And I think knitting generally is a very grounding activity. Um, however, there are things that you can do to help your, you know, vessel, your skin suit, if you will, um, to further benefit uh, from your meditation practice and knitting by doing some handy little stretches, <laughs> handy stretches. Um, that's right. I see uh, what you did there. <laughs> and take and taking breaks also is a great um, thing to put in your schedule. It's I know for me, it's very easy to go like on hour benders where I'm just knitting away. And then I realized I haven't stopped and, you know, it would be really helpful to do the same exercises at the beginning of your, um, knitting session as perhaps in the middle. So, um, really easy stretching exercises. Of course, I always do the crack your knuckles. It's a classic. Um, yep. I know crack them just over each other. Am I allowed to crack my knuckles? I know there was like a whole myth at some point about cracking knuckles, but I don't think any of it's true. In fact, I'm pretty sure cracking your knuckles releases all of like the built up a joint goo and that is good for you. And it releases endorphins. <laughs> is that a at professional least... term? Is <laughs> that, mean, that's a, the medical I'm... term? <laughs> Yeah, the joint goo. Mm-hmm. That's correct. <laughs> yes, Google it. Um, now, I'm no medical professional, but uh, this is just things that I've found work. Uh, and then another good one is taking your hand, uh, putting it palm out, and then taking your other hand and bending the fingers back a little bit to do stretching. You know, easy, obviously, easy. You can do that also with your thumb separately since it's a little on its own there, thumb island. Then you switch, do the other one. And for me, I also like to do um, some wrist stretches. So I'll sort of do the same thing, holding more of my palm to make sure the wrist area gets more stretch and then going the other way as well, sort of go back and I'll even sort of do some circular rotations, easy, almost like, you know, little arm circles, but just for your wrists. And for me, those three exercises really help. Um, if you have other exercises that you know and like, please email us at knitaspellpodcast at gmail.com. I'd love to hear more. So I like this one. I like shaking oh, it yeah. out. I think shaking it out. That that's works a good too. one. Yep. Yeah. I always love that. That's the old uh, Polaroid picture move. Yep. <laughs> I think I'm ready to knit now. I feel I feel pretty good about it. So now that your physical person is ready to knit, um, consider the mind space that you're going into the project with. Um, For this reason, I never knit angry. It's just a personal uh, preference um, because 
I know any headspace exactly that I'm in while I'm knitting is going to be reflected in that piece when I see it later. So the last thing I want is to be investing all this time in like a blanket or a cardigan and then have all this stuff I'm upset about that's going on. And every time I pull it out, that's exactly what I think. What's the point of that? So, (laughs) which is not, I want to just make a distinction. Like Mm. being in a positive place is, is not about spiritual bypassing. It's not about emotional bypassing either. Mm -hmm. It's not that. We like your anger is healthy. Mm-hmm. Your like your sadness is healthy, and yes. it's healthy when we express it mm-hmm. and manage it and get it out, mm-hmm. and so that we can be in a place of awareness, joy in in the state of mind we want to be in, and to choose that state of mind rather than have the state of mind choose us. That is exactly it. Taking your so power I, back. Yes, and. Anger is hugely powerful and needed in the world. It's what mo- yes. it's the it's the rocket engine it for sure change and for standing up for ourselves and mm-hmm. for doing things, right? Mm-hmm. So whenever I'm angry, I think about great. I am missing something. Mm-hmm. I am needing to be heard, I'm needing to be acknowledged, mm-hmm. and this anger can be focused in a positive and constructive way, not abusive or violent towards getting my needs met. And Absolutely. Being heard, yep. Right? Yep. And because of that, it's a very, I think, short term emotion. Um, so again, it's a swept up in the motion or a moment kind of thing. So, but your knitting is not something that you knit one day and you finish and you never look at again. So it's almost like, you know, deciding to make a trendy item as opposed to something that's quote timeless. Um, you know, it, it may reflect on the time that you made it, <laughs> whether right. that's good or bad. Yep. So, um, and just like that, the balance is you could make it good. So, um, you know, if you are making a blanket for your dog, let's say, and every stitch or every, before you even start the project, you pick it up, you look at it and you say, oh my gosh, I'm so excited to have this made for pancakes. My dog, she's going to love wrapping herself in it. I'm loving making it because I know that she's going to love being with it forever. And she will be able to feel the love that I am putting into this while I make it. And while I'm knitting, I'll think like, oh, she's going to do this. And she's going to have this when she goes here. And that makes me feel really good. And it makes me want to finish the project, <laughs> which is another nice motivating factor. So. Right. I think that that's, yeah, really being able to ground ourselves in our purpose, mm-hmm. ground ourselves in this is what I'm doing this project for. Mm-hmm. So when we're doing an activity, we can also ground ourselves with intent. So we can say, this is for my beloved puppy dog. Mm-hmm. She's going to love it. And sure enough, once you knit it, mm-hmm. you will love it. And you're yep. like, wow, look, she's rolling around. She's actually rolling around in that blanket. Yep. She knows that that is her blanket and she's the only one allowed to use it. And she will like distinctly go over there to be like, you will put me in this now. So okay. she knew. That's magical. Okay. Mm-hmm. So the other dog is like, whatever's not my blanket. She's uh, a little more go with the flow, but I have a feeling she might be next on the list to receive a handmade blanket. (laughs) (laughs) 
You're, so you're just, a dog mom. You're a good dog mom or I dog try. auntie. I try. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and that isn't to say that all your knitting has to be like filled with joy and whatever. Um, it can also be to address more serious situations. Um, think of it as, you know, like I've made chemo caps for people and it becomes, you know, is it a, like a, a happy topic necessarily? Maybe not, but, um, but what you can concentrate while you're making it is healing thoughts, maybe some prayers. Um, maybe you do like a ritual blocking or something. Um, maybe you scent it with their favorite smell, you know, at the end. Um, that's something that is again, like deeper, more emotional, and you can sort of check your other emotions before you go into that session, knowing like, okay, I might be feeling some kind of way, but this is for X for this right. purpose. And I'm serious. A, it's a great example of channeling your fear, mm. your sadness, mm. your anger into healing, yeah. into motivation to pick up the project. And even though I'm angry, even mm. though I'm sad, even though I'm grieving, I am channeling that into healing because those are emotions that every cancer patient will have through yeah. their journey with cancer in whatever way the journey ends up, right? Yeah. 60% of cancer patients live beyond five years. So it is not an automatic death sentence, but it is a very arduous medical and spiritual and emotional mm. journey. Yes. So it's a perfect example of a very highly emotionally connected peace you could make for someone. Yeah. I think that if I want to do social justice work and I'm out there protesting with Black Lives Matter, mm. maybe I would channel my anger at the injustice in the world into a scarf or into something. Mm -hmm. And I would choose colors that way and ground myself so that my anger, instead of being unleashed or, or violent or mm or abusive, my anger would be constructive, built into the magic of this scarf that I wear when fighting for social justice. So that's a yep. great example of how to use our grounding to anchor ourselves so that we can wield the power of our emotions. Absolutely. And a great example of that is just the most recent pussy hats. I mean, you couldn't buy yarn that was pink or red for like a year because people yeah. were like, we're mad as hell and this is how we're going to show it. And you can recognize people from that. I mean, the right? women's March was so fun. We bought pink fabric and just <laughs> made the, qu the quick Perfect. little head wrap tucked in the front and had the two ears up. Yeah. And it was just the easiest thing to make. But we had mm -hmm. friends that knit or crocheted kitty cat, pink kitty cat hats with a mm -hmm. yoni right on the third eye. Right. Oh. Very elaborate sort of, you know, Yoni right there on the, mm. on the front, which was awesome and just amazing. But that's a perfect example. Yep. I totally forgotten about that since it was a few years ago. But know, the right women's March, that, <laughs> that first women's March was a perfect example of magical making all over the place. Yep. So again, and great way to be constructive. Yep. So if I'm angry, mm -hmm. if I'm, if I'm, Great. Your emotions are amazing. Ground and, and in this grounding anchors you so that you can direct your anger, your sadness, your grief, your laughter, your joy, mm -hmm. even into the project in the way that you desire and the way that you will with a capital mm -hmm. W that's aligned with your higher self. Exactly. The power of grounding is foundational. Yes, literally foundational. <laughs> 
literally. <laughs> yeah. So knitting in general, like I said, is a very grounding act and it helps that in a lot of cases, it's really um, easy to travel with. Um, a lot of people have knitting as their meditative and peaceful activity. Um, so taking it out into maybe like your workplace to use between your breaks or, um, you know, even in social activities, it's, uh, I found that even though I love talking to people after so long, I'm exhausted when I talk to like even a few people for a while. So, um, having something to, just come back to myself and um, connect myself with something that's really meaningful to me is a great way to then again, offer myself back in a better way to the people I'm hanging out with. So. I love that. I think it is really the same idea as why you shower before you hang out with people. Exactly. Right? <laughs> I don't want to stink. I don't want people to have to put up with that. Mm -hmm. I also don't want to be like, dumping my crap on people if I'm meeting with them, right? I don't need to mm -hmm. be that guy, right? Yep. I can be the person instead who has done my spiritual hygiene and is bringing my best self, my humor, my joy, and my pain and my sharing, mm -hmm. but from a place instead of pulling on other people's energy that is actually able to give. And that's another thing that I wanted to talk about with grounding. Yeah. When we ground, one of the things that we're doing is we're plugging in to the infinite power source. So the earth is, we are made of earth. We are of the earth. Our bodies are made of earth. Mm. And yet we're, we're no different from the mud outside. Sure. And yet we are, there is something different. We are walking around, we're breathing. And so mm. we have earth plus sky, right? We are inspired. And that word is really an interesting word right? Yeah. We are inspired mm. with air, with spirit, with the wisdom of the universe, mm. with this concept that, and, and where do we live? We don't live in the earth and we don't live in the sky. Mm. We live right in between earth and sky and we're mm. made of earth and sky. We're little mud bubbles walking around, right? So <laughs> you know, breathing, <laughs> made of mud and breathing and filled with air, right? Yeah. Ooh. And it's such an amazing concept to realize what the ancient Greeks realized, that you are a child of earth and starry heaven, mm. that you live between earth and sky, that our, our celestial parents, our celestial upline, our ancestor, our ultimate ancestor is the earth and the universe. Oh, that is some deep stuff, Jim. Science. <laughs> what, has, what does science say? The that sure humans are made everything that's in our body, the elements and the molecules all come from the earth, mm -hmm. right? But where does that come from? The explosion of supernova and stars. Mm. And so we are literally, we are literally made of stars and mm. of the earth. Oh, yes. Well, that's a great point. I heard even water came from a comet or comet or whatever. So that is an alien source, technically. Um, so yeah, I mean, oh, that's beautiful. It's hmm. a hugely, it's hugely important for us to ground and center hmm. with, between the earth and sky so that we are back to our roots, back to who we are, back to our natural thing. Of course, that's foundational for us because we are children of the earth and sky. Hmm. 
So yeah. seems so obvious now. Yeah. <laughs> you, you are a celestially inspired being. Mm-hmm. And in understand in grounding connects us with that. So mm-hmm. we are connected then to this ultimate source of energy. We are like you plug in your phone. We are mm-hmm. plugging in our bodies to the earth and we are plugging in our bodies to the sky and we're re-energizing. So when you are with other people and you're pulling on their energy, if you feel needy, mm. you you need, that's right, you are needy. And if you <laughs> feel that way, that's something to acknowledge and embrace. Mm. And how do you fulfill that? Grounding. Mm. And centering. Yes. Now you are able to give of the earth energy, universal earth energy in your interactions with people instead of depleting your own energy. Yeah, that's key. Um, It's not something I really thought of initially until we talked about this recently as well, is the fact that, you know, you are a personal, like you have your own battery. But what charges your battery when it's empty? You can't use your battery for everything. Um, So learning how to connect through grounding. Um, and again, not just grounding below you, but above you. That was another one that, you know, I kind of got the grounding below, but I didn't really think about above. Um, having them both is again, that balance. So, Oh, well, that's fun. So, so I have, um, an interesting challenge for you and our listeners, if you're feeling up for it, what is it? Give it to me. So I challenge everyone here, especially if you're a maker, to start a new project with one simple intent in mind or one idea for that project. I want you to practice consistently every day working on this project. It's very important not to miss a day. Even if it's only for one minute on one day. Even if it's one stitch, take one second to connect with the piece. Even if you can't knit it, pick it up, interact with it, put it back. That's okay. Um, It's the connection that you want. It's the energy that you want to exchange with this. Um, And again, be in that mindset. Be very concentrated on what you want with this piece. And as the time goes, you'll find that your practice, your routine um, becomes ritual. And you will find, I think, that when you finish this project, um, it may have a greater meaning to you than one that was simply made because, oh, I like the yarn, maybe I like the design, something, you know, a little bit more Uh, surface level um, and see how you connect with that project. And then when you're finished with it, put it away for a day, then come back to the project. See how you feel before you open the door for where you stored it. Um, Think about how you're feeling when you finally see it again. What is the emotion that comes up? Is it the one that you had in mind? Is it something different? Um, I think you'll be really surprised at what you'll find if you just take the time to be more mindful about one intent. I love this. I think that is such a fantastic uh, idea for any project, knitting, crochet, Mm -hmm. painting, whatever it is. What a fabulous opportunity to, and what a gentle way. I am often like, if I'm not knitting for 20 minutes every single day, I mean, mm. I don't know if I can do that, right? Right. But I can 
I can at least look at something for 30 seconds. I can take it out of the bag and feel it at the Mm -hmm. very least. And that if all of that counts, then Mm -hmm. I think that I could do this. Yep. Yeah. In fact, I know I can do it. I'm, I am taking this challenge on. Yeah. I'm going to let you know how that goes. And I think for me, my example is going to be peace and understanding. It's a Mm. suggestion that you had had. Um, And I think that I, but I would like everyone to choose their own intention, whatever Mm. that intention is, right. That you want to bring out. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that, you know, that idea we talked about how grounding brings us peace. It -hmm. brings us connection, right. Mm -hmm. Which, which leads to understanding. So I'm so excited about this challenge. It's awesome. I can't wait to see if uh, anyone does it. And then uh, I can't really wait to hear if uh, how, how it goes. So <laughs> tag, tag light from lantern or yes. knit a spell knit on a spell. Instagram and let's see your projects. That would be great. Yeah. Even if it was something small, like a coaster or like a can cozy or something. Absolutely. Yeah. Should do it. You've Good got shot. those great can cozy uh, oh, patterns that's on right. light from lantern. That's right. Don't miss oh. out. <laughs> so, oh, well, gosh, Jim, this has been a really great episode. I've learned a lot. Um, Me too. Uh, I've learned so much about, like, the thing that I'm taking away from this, obviously, I know a lot about grounding and the witchcraft stuff. Mm. I'm taking away the allowing myself to interact with my project every day mm. in ways that are not, you know, ridden by like you have to instead of like we get to or we can generate it so thank you for that hey just and that actually is something i've been reminding myself of a lot lately when something turns into you have to do it but it's not something that you actually have to do you like where's the mindset what happened um so, you know, maybe the knitting needs a break or maybe it just needs a fresh take. Again, maybe you just need to meditate on it and see, ask yourself why, and then be receptive to the answers that come up. Yeah. So, so good. Ah, oh, well, wonderful. Oh man, Jim, this has been great. Um, perhaps <laughs> you could remind us though, where can people find you on the interwebs? Oh, right. Actually. And I have something that's free, mm. but I'm happy to offer people. Oh, so yeah. you can find me at thedivinehand.com. But if you're a super secret squirrel mm. and a little listener of Knit a Spell, you can visit knitaspell.com. And this episode, we have a link to two, not one, but two free downloads that will get you two different types of grounding meditations. Mm. Totally yours. You can listen to them anytime. You get to actually download them and have them forever. It is my voice. You will hear two types of grounding meditations. They're visualizations between eight and 11 minutes long, depending on which one you want to listen to. I think they're really cool. And you've listened to them, Katie. They're I, the, I think what's great about them personally is... Um, the composer of the music is has resonated the chakra tuning forks to my mm. voice, to the overtones of my voice. Mm-hmm. It's kind of cool. It's I mean, really magical, actually. 
<laughs> I don't want to like talk you're up singing it. Yeah. Right. I don't want to talk up my own voice because it seems so self-serving, but I listen to them. Well, allow me to do it. It's I beautiful. listen to them for self-soothing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, again, what's better than hearing yourself tell yourself to calm down? Right? <laughs> exactly. So check yeah, that out really again. Great. That you can find me at thedivinehand.com, but go to knitaspell.com. Check out the Knit a Spell podcast episodes. Mm-hmm. And on this episode, there are links to download those for free. Yes, we'll put all of the links in the show notes. Yes. Oh, well, that is really nice of you to offer to people. I appreciate that. Yeah, now you and can. And Katie, uh... aren't you? So speaking of those coaster, those um, beer cozies. Mm, yeah. Are those, av- are those available? They are. Uh, I actually have mason cozies uh, that are available in two different sizes. And conveniently, the smaller pint size fits a can of beer or soda or your favorite carbonated beverage. My husband uses beer cozies (laughs) religiously. I love them because I hate things that make noise when you put them down. I don't know why. So uh, it just like buffers everything. You can poop and it just, it's very gentle. (laughs) (laughs) So you too can have a uh, can buffering noise uh, barrier of your own knitting preference. So yeah, you can find that more uh, at lightfromlantern.com and uh, you can find out more about upcoming episodes and you can follow Jim at Divine Hand Jim on Instagram. And you can follow Katie at Light From Lantern on Instagram. That's right. So yeah, reach (laughs) out. We look forward to hearing from you. And until next week, Jim... See you soon. So long. Bye-bye. This episode is a wrap. If you enjoyed what you heard, go ahead and follow us on your favorite podcast streaming app. And don't forget, you can see full video episodes of Knit a Spell on Light from Lantern's YouTube channel.